everyone welcome to another episode of remember when my name is jose with me today are my boys amir and johnny say what's up guys yo what's good people <laughs> yo what's good yeah so today recording with us we actually have a special guest and we mentioned him a couple times in our podcast we're really happy to have the one the only legendary smash bros player straw hat say what's up bro yo how y'all guys doing today yo straw hat it's really nice to have you here man Appreciate it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, just uh, how you got into Smash Bros, just uh, how that is going for you and all that? Yeah, I started in uh, 2016, first tournament um, in the Voorhees Center. Um, been playing Ultimate since it came out, day one, and been going to tournaments ever since. So. Awesome stuff, awesome stuff. Do you want to plug your social media in right now? or Straw Hat Sama with an underscore in the middle between Straw Hat and Sama. So. Oh, okay, awesome, yeah. We'll also have uh, links to that in the episode description if you did want to give uh, Straw Hat a follow. But now, a uh, quick question for you guys. Would you rather be a Teenage Ninja Turtle or a Power Ranger? And why? Turtle. Turtle? Why, turtle. Would, why would you rather be a turtle? Honestly, I didn't watch Power Rangers like that, and I always kind of thought it was kind of whack. But <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. But like Leo, like I always saw Leonardo was like the coolest one, so I'm going to go okay. Turtle. Okay, respect it. How about you, Amir? Bro, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I feel like if I ran around with as a turtle, I'd get shot. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like as a Power Ranger, at least if I'm like, at least I could be decked out if I'm gonna do some like, yeah, right. Captain Ginyu moves on a dude. Oh. You know, like, <laughs> like right. they they dancing the whole time. I mean, she yeah, fuck being a turtle. At least with the Power Ranger, you gotta get a big ass mega dinosaur. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, you got the Megazord, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's the only. Well, here's the thing: no, anytime some like some touches you, you get an explosion on your chest. Though <laughs> that's the only downfall, bro. Is that like anything that happens, you you have to you have to jump up in the air for it. So yeah, you flopping hard on LeBron, honestly. <laughs> Nah, but I'd still rather be a power just because you got the Megazord, you know? That's the only reason. That, that'd be the only reason. You acting like the government ain't finna take your ass out as what? soon as that thing <laughs> pop out, bro. What? My drone got laser beams on it, bro. Are we taking society into account into this? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? You tell me, bro. Because I'm going to switch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Master Splinters involved. Like, <laughs> Yo, hold on. So wait, which, which Ninja Turtles? So which version of Ninja Turtles are you choosing? Are you choosing like the really like massive ones when they're like 10 feet tall? Bro, they, like, if you read in the last Ronin for TMNT, bro, Mikey's the one, bro. Oh, okay. Mikey's Where? the one, the legend. Where, well, what kind of Power Ranger would you be, Johnny? Like, the is Black there a series? Ranger. There are what? so many the damn Black Power Rangers. The Black Ranger. I'm gonna be the black ranger. Wait, wait, we talking like the first Power Rangers or like all yeah, the other be, you iterations? Be any Power Ranger, any Power. There's ranger. a lot of Power Rangers there's, out there. Yeah, there's crap ton of Power it's Rangers. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, when, I think when, when the Power Ranger tier list coming out? Oh my! <laughs> Yo, one day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's uh, man. I haven't watched any of that new stuff, so that 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 would be a hot second, bro. You can't make me watch it. What? Yeah, I can. No, you can't. Yeah, we can. No, you can't. Yo, uh, g give this give this episode a five star review, and uh, Amir will watch all the Power Ranger series. All right? uh, I will directly answer anyone who reviews our podcast. Dang. <laughs> 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 You'll get a DM too. All right, so today, three of us, we're going to be talking about Yu Yu Hakusho. More specifically, we're going to be talking about the English uh, dub of the anime. So we're not really going to be putting focus on the sub, uh, even though most of us have watched the sub. 
uh, our, growing up, uh, when the show was released out on Toonami, we watched, uh, you know, when we watched it, it was on the, the, the English dub. So we're not going to be putting too much focus on the sub, the manga, or any other media platform. So that's a disclaimer. Hopefully, you know, down the road, we can have an episode where we uh, talk more about those uh, other medias. But for now, it'll just be on the English dub for today. And the other disclaimer is that there are spoilers ahead. If you haven't watched Yu Yu Hakusho, shame on you, all right? Absolutely. But there are spoilers ahead. So uh, before we dive any further, Giant, do you want to give a quick uh, rundown of what the show is really all about? Like, just quick synopsis. Yeah, 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 I got you. So Yusuke Yurameshi is a regular 14-year-old high school boy until, you know, one day, car pulling up, kid's about to get hit, and then he decides to be a hero for the day. Ends up getting his ass killed, though, and then before, you know, being sent to heaven, he gets offered to be a spirit detective, and he's going around killing demons for the spirit world and make sure they go back to their own place. And along the way, he's got his homies. He's got his homies, Korbara. He's got his boy, Kurama, your, uh, Yie. He's got the entire crew go going together, stopping demons. And from there, you got four, you got four arts of gold. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's essentially Yu Yu Hakusho in a nutshell. Uh, you know, journey of uh, Yusuke Yurameshi as a spirit detective uh, assigned to, uh, you know, brought back to life uh, with the task of, you know, protecting the, the human world from just demons and otherworldly evils. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool concept. Now, for season one, uh, the show really just, you know, develops all the characters and such and it's focused on Yusuke as a spirit detective and building him out a little bit more. But could you... When you watched the first episode of the show, did, did you guys believe that the protagonist died within the first, like, ten minutes of the show? Like, could you guys believe that? Bro, he died literally in the first, like, minute. <laughs> I, was, I was shook. I'm like, bro, you watch all these, like, new things, like Naruto and, like, everything else that's out now and stuff. And you're like, you know, they develop a little bit and there's no sign of them dying. But, like, off rip, my boy gets gadded by a car. And that's the whole show right there. You're like, dang, it's over? Oh, no, it just started. Right. Let's get it. <laughs> right. So it was a pretty crazy first episode. Like, I, I think that was like pretty des or designed pretty well. Like, it actually gets you hooked on there uh, right away. At least that that's just it for me. Um, it's very similar to like how Bleach started, in my opinion, because like Bleach is kind of like same kind of format where like it's some other world and kind of get your ass beat at first. But <laughs> you kind of make the return. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys also believe that there's 112 episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah, I, man, they, they need all that information is to to get them through all the episodes. You feel me? Like there was so much in there that you, you it, the length needed it. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I thought it would actually have a little bit more uh, episodes to it because I mean, animes like DBZ they had like around three hundred plus episodes, or even One Piece, which I mean. One Piece is in a, a realm of its own in terms oh, of the number boy. of episodes. Hey, that, that never hey it depends on the story. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But uh, I, I thought they definitely could have had a lot more episodes of Yu Hakusho, or at least could have, you know, flushed out some concepts in there a little bit more to expand it. But, I mean, 112 is still a pretty, or a pretty decent number of episodes. You know, a pretty uh, lengthy, uh, you know, career for a show. And uh, it first aired in 1992 in Japan and ended in 1995. In the U.S., we wouldn't uh, be getting it until around, like, I think it was, like, 2004, 2006. So it, it was uh, later for us to get the English of the show. But it was well worth the wait. Uh, at least I think so. And did you guys ever watch the two movies? 
Don't Apparently had movies. Honestly, I, oh yeah, <laughs> I, had, I had no idea. I think I watched like a little bit of. Uh, I think it might have been the Golden Seal, but like the only thing that got me is like they switched the voice actors, and I was like, I can't. Do oh, this. they did. Yeah, I was no. like, I can't do this. That's uh, a big no, no. Yeah, no, that's crazy. They how, had like how, it was like some random. How bad was it? Was it Bro. like like the difference between like Avatar versus like Ong type stuff? Like the movie? <laughs> like oh, like oh, like like, like, did, did, like did it mess you up that bad? Like. like Bro, I was sitting here just watching it, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this. I was like, yo, because I'm too used to like, you're a messy, like that. Deep oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm just like, I'm used to like how they talk in the dub. So I'm like, uh, there's some random dudes doing this. I'm like, nah, pass mm-hmm. it along. I can't do this. Did you know that the the voice actor for Kuwabara, uh, Christopher uh, Sabat, uh, I might have mispronounced it, Sabat, Sabat. Uh, he's done a lot of like really big time like character voices. He's done uh, uh, Zoro from One Piece, Elfman from Fairy Tale, All Might from My Hero. Uh, he did. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, he did uh, <laughs> Captain Yami from uh, the Black Clover, and he's done a number of voices in the Dragon Ball series. He was Piccolo, Purunga, Shenron, uh, y- Yamcha. <laughs> that, that's crazy because like two of those Black Clover and like My Hero top tier right now. Yeah, in that's this time period. Like, yeah, so he's he's a pretty impressive voice actor. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed by that. Wait, so Piccolo wasn't a black guy? <laughs> no, nah, listen, hey, listen. Piccolo Piccolo can come to the cookout. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Might as well be. Piccolo Shoot. certified, right. bro. Yeah, <laughs> might as well be. Shoot. Yeah, they they had some other pretty uh, noticeable, like or recognizable voice actors in there too. Um, a lot, a lot of the voice actors went on to do roles in the Dragon Ball franchise, or I mean, some of them even started in Dragon Ball before you know entering uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, one of my one of my favorite ones is the voice of Hiei, uh Chuck Huber, Android Seventeen, and Emperor Pilaf. And Emperor Pilaf in two entirely different roles. I'm really shocked by that. I loved. Uh, I also liked the the voice actor of uh, Cynthia Kranz. Um, uh, she was the voice of Botan, the the spirit guide for uh, uh, Yusuke Urameshi, and she played as uh, she did Chi Chi's voice I in Dragon Ball. I have no idea. That's crazy. Got the entire Dragon Ball family. I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It was because it's uh, Funimation, so like yeah. right. got the. They got them doing all types of stuff that's, like, all in the same realm. Exactly. She also did the voice of Baby Broly from the DBZ movie, uh, Broly the Second Coming. Wait, when he's, like, he's crying, right? Yeah, she did the crying. Oh, shoot. That's that's some talent right there. That's random as heck. (laughs) But dang. (laughs) What? What, What's the check like for crying on audio? Yo, let me hear your best cry right now. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I don't think you qualify. Do I get the check? Right, no, not yet, not yet. How about you, Johnny? Get, get, give me your best win. Oh, oh, Broly would be shaking the planet, bro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they uh, a lot of these people they went on or you know did voices in the Dragon Ball series and he, even uh, other shows like Black Clover. They they would do uh, secondary characters and the same with like Fairy Tail and you know shows of the sort. But let's dive into season one, uh, the Spirit Detective Saga, the show. And we kind of touched base on it earlier. This is where Yusuke Urameshi and the spirit detective concept gets fleshed out a little bit. And uh, one of my favorite things about this season is that they still follow the spirit detective concept mm-hmm. where they would give him uh, spirit items. They give him like a ring to boost up his spirit gun. Uh, they gave him like a glass to find demons and all that. So they actually really went or built up the detective concept, which was pretty cool. Uh, I really liked that a lot because as the series progressed, I felt they kind of, 
uh, faltered away from that. Do you guys agree? Yeah, like it. It definitely. I think towards like the um, towards like the second and third arc, mm-hmm. and even like towards like the end, like they there was like less focus on like the items and like the different things you can gadgets and all that you can get. And more towards like fighting, basically yeah, fighting like and then just like developing and, and all that. Right, yeah. right. But yeah, so one of the earlier cases for uh, Yusuke Urameshi was with uh, against Hiei, Karama, and uh, Goki. Do you guys remember that when uh, uh, he had to go against them? They had stolen uh, some spirit world artifacts. That mm-hmm. was kind of like the artifact arc or uh, some along those lines. So, but that that was our first introduction to Hiei and Karama. What, what were you guys like first impressions of these guys? Oh, man. Honestly, like, my perspective is a bit different because I came into it kind of late. Like, I watched it as an adult. I didn't grow up. Like, because this pulled up, like, so early. So, you nice as hell for giving these people spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, a spoiler warning. But, like, I thought they were cool for, like, you know, first time setup. I've seen worse, you know. Like, they, they, they had a solid start. I felt, like, just introducing the detective side and, like, exactly what he's going to start facing because like later on like i don't think you can really compare the characters that right. he's fighting to like originally but see yeah. what i loved about the original like the at least the first season is that it really felt like yo everybody this is yusuke's level and um uh, yeah yusuke's level and then this is karama's level this is he's level like the yusuke he ain't shit you better watch out but it's like they start off to start off, like hating each other and like it, it, it gives so much growth later on that I love that. It's good. Credit yeah. Growth, that, the show sells at that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not going to lie. When I first saw Hiei on the screen, I thought that he was going to absolutely destroy Yusuke because I'm like, this guy just got his spirit detective license or whatever, you know, certification. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, this guy is about to get absolutely rocked by this guy who has experience. Um, but no, he, he ends up bodying Hiei. Yeah, uh, the crazy thing about Hiei was like, he was never meant to be like uh, one of the main four. They like... I think they had, like, in Japan, they had, like, a popularity contest where Hiei actually won because he was, like, the most popular character at the time. And they, you know, they uh, the writer, Tagashi decided to bring him on for, like, the cast. But he was supposed to be a one-time villain. Oh, wow. Dang, you know, that's very similar to, uh... Dang, I, they did that to a Robin that ended up becoming Red Hood. Uh, Jason Todd, Jason, yeah. Jason, yeah. They had a popularity mm-hmm. contest, killed him off because no one liked him, so. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, it's all about the popularity contest. That's crazy. Hey, God attend to your audience, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Dang, that's so tragic. But actually, I remember them doing that for, like, Total Drama Island. This, like, completely off topic. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah, you got to, like, vote online who you wanted off the island. <laughs> for real? Was that, like... Oh, yeah, shoot. I don't even remember who it was. It might have been Lashana or something. I don't know. But did, did you have to go through like their website? Like, yeah, bro. Go to cartoonnetwork.com. No. I was really like, get this bitch off here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so as the, the Spirit Detective saga goes on, uh, it's cool because you get to see Yusuke develop a little bit. And then his buddy Kuwabara has a little bit of a sixth sense, uh, some spiritual awareness in there, which was pretty neat to see his character get fleshed out a little bit. This is kind of like a Goku Krillin kind of thing from the original Dragon Ball, you know, with Goku being uh, Yusuke and then Krillin being uh, Kuwabara. Except Kuwabara is a lot cooler. I give him a lot more props because he actually, he uh, dares to do all his battles. He has a code of honor. He, he's a really respectable character. And I actually, he, he was my favorite in the entire series. I actually really like Kuwabara. But they uh, end up going over to Master Genkai and uh, Kuwabara, he, he ends up going there, I think, by accident, actually. He was like, yeah, I just wanted somebody to, like, fix my back and like tell me why like i'm seeing all these like ghosts and stuff (laughs) (laughs) 
Yusuke's there, like, thinking, uh, are you here for the tournament? He's like, oh, there's a tournament? Oh, word. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna beat your butt. They were really competitive. How did you guys feel about Master Genkai? It, it was it was a pretty cool story also in season one. Uh, how, how did you guys feel about Genkai uh, doing those, like, uh, trials to become, or to find a student that would become her new apprentice? Off rip, first thing I thought of was Frieza. Cause I was like, yo, why, why her voice sound like that? I was like, I feel like I heard this somewhere, like watching it when I was, you know, I was a kid and everything. And uh, actually, I'm pretty sure that was the voice for Frieza, was it not? Yeah, yeah, they're both yeah, the same voice actor. Yeah, how, how about you, Johnny? Oh man, I, she, I love smart ass teacher, cause especially with you, with Yusuke, Yusuke and and uh, uh, help me with the name, uh, Kubar. No, no, the teacher, Genkai, Genkai. It's like with both their personalities clashing, it fits because Yusuke, he's a smart ass dude. You got Genkai, she's a smart ass lady, but she always gets on, she, she always gets on top of Yusuke. It's like, yo, you you sit your ass down. You feel me? Like, right. I love that. Well, one she's of my favorite cool. things about that arc was one of the trials is that they had to go to like a karaoke machine to display their the spiritual <laughs> power. They had to play like one of those like arcade like punching bag games where you like you hit it and it like figures out your strength it was like a basically a giant arcade and one of the contestants was like hey genkai why are we singing <laughs> and she's like are, are you being a bitch right now he's like no no i'm not and let's play some video games give me some quarters and then they ended up rolling with it but that it my favorite part about the uh the whole arc right there is uh when you get uh rondo at the end uh, that was one of the contestants, and it was like a demon that knew like 99 psychic abilities and was after Genkai's spirit wave technique. Uh, do you guys remember that villain? Uh, how did you guys feel about him? He looked like, uh, at first, he didn't, he was like in disguise, like that whole. Yeah, looking like a time. little monk. Yeah. He looked like Prillin. I was yeah. like, <laughs> like, nobody suspected, because Yusuke was looking for him, nobody suspected, like, oh yeah, Rando is like, he, he looks like a little bald monk. Like, oh, he looks innocent. And then, like, they get towards the end, and it's just like, well, he's the only one left, and his ass isn't going to get knocked out that easy, so it's got to be him, you know? Right. Uh, how about you, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, I, it, was, it was quite the twist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she, I, I, I like Durando. Yeah, right. And especially that fight, that fight was brutal. All the fights in this damn show are brutal. Like, Yeah, the, the fight sequences, so, and that's another thing about season one, is that I actually felt it was pretty slow for the start of the action, because for the first, like, six or seven episodes, Yusuke is dead. So it's like you didn't have much action. It was cool bar again beaten up by like a bunch of gangs from down below because he was being blackmailed by one of his teachers. So you didn't really see any actual action until like episode like seven or eight of the show. So it it did have a really slow start to it. But like once you did see the action, the fight sequences they're pretty they're pretty impressive and they only got better. Like uh I really enjoyed when they made it to the the four uh Beast Saints um uh saga, like or that little arc. That was pretty cool. Essentially, uh, the muscle tower of Yu Yu Hakusho, where they, they go up, they have to beat one stage boss, go up to the next, beat them up. And they were pretty cool characters. So, wh which one was your favorite uh, Saint Beast? Do you guys have a favorite villain from that? Uh, I, I know I liked um, Biako. He was the white tiger guy. He ended up fighting uh, Kuwabara, and Kuwabara defeats him twice, and this man is still alive. <laughs> I'm like... And he doesn't end up dying until, like, the next uh, Beast Saint. And then he's like, what are you doing here? You lost. And then he just kills him. I'm like, w that was just a waste of, like, five episodes. <laughs> but did you guys have a favorite uh, Beast Saint? I didn't have a favorite, but I ain't gonna lie. Like, 
the persistence that you talking about bro like right <laughs> that, you don't see that too often because like you have characters that like stick around and they'll make them long time but like i thought it was like a little funny edge to it because it's right. like oh uh, most of these people get clapped like first episode clappage like there's just consistent <laughs> clappage going on <laughs> like that, that, finally there's this one dude not getting clapped and then gets clapped like I, right <laughs> it's like can we just call this the cycle of clapping? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good title for it. The clapping. It was also really cool because this was the first time you got to see uh, Karama fight. He ends up fighting one of the weaker, the, the Beast Saints. Uh, I think Gembu, the, the rock guy. Um, but that was pretty cool actually seeing Karama fight. He had his, uh, the Rose Whip, I believe is what it was called, right? Sir. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting seeing that. And so everybody got their own uh, saint to fight. And, of course, Team Urameshi ends up winning. And that's basically the wrap of Season 1, essentially. And so Season 2 comes in. This is where I think the show gains a lot of credibility. This is when it became extremely popular, especially for me. That This is where I took a big fondness to the show, is the Dark Tournament saga. How did you guys feel about this saga? Would you argue that this was the best arc or you know story in the Yu Yu Hakusho anime? greatest of all time if, if, if there's a if there's a ranking for tournament arcs this is an s tier this is an ss tier this is top tier yeah no this is this is premium I, I, how about you uh shaw hat the terminator that's what i call <laughs> that's pretty much what i call Tagoro because he looked just like arnold but yeah like he when he gets introduced yeah he like he sets the bar for like goat villains oh like, yeah no, he, he was he was crazy. Yeah, like his he gives like Yusuke such a driving force to improve and get better and like to, you know, want to kill him and everything. So like that like that sets the show up for some good shit, honestly. Right. Right. How about you, Amir? Did did you really like this uh tournament? Honestly, like old school like anime like this, like I don't know why the tournaments parts be hitting all <laughs> consistent, oh, yeah. consistent hitage, but like I like the power difference like that they show cuz like some animes, dude's OP off rip, like off rip and just straight beating, no struggle, no progression, no nothing. But like with this, it's like I, I can't touch half of these dudes. Like, right. <laughs> I gotta kind of just ease my way into it, and then like just seeing the anticipation and not knowing what's coming next, like it's different. Yeah, and so just a little background for the Dark Tournament saga. So the Dark Tournament, for those of you that might not know it or don't remember it very well. It's a tournament that's held in like the underworld that a lot of corrupt and wealthy uh, humans organize and it's for them to gamble and bet and to basically essentially make money and it's entertainment for them. But the twist is that the winner of the tournament gets one wish granted to them. So uh, a lot of demons will enter the tournament because they're one trying to prove that they're the strongest and B is to get that wish, you know, make whatever they want come true. And how Team Yurameshi gets entered in there is that Tagoro basically threatens to kill everybody that he loves if his team does not enter the tournament. And at that point in time, Yusuke had nothing on Tagoro. He could probably maybe, it'd be like a Beerus against Goku, like 40% strength, which I don't know how you calculate what is 40% of your strength, but somehow he knows. He, he knows this. And so thus Team Yurameshi trains for a couple months and then they enter the, the, the dark tournament. And so... It's uh, it's a pretty crazy saga because these teams are none of them are a joke. Well, actually, that's a lie. There's probably like three of them that are a joke. <laughs> you, you gotta always have the disposable uh com competitors. You know, I was about to say people gotta lose. <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
uh, I, I love it, but one of the things I really liked in the tournament is that, so in most, uh, you know, fighting tournaments in anime, there's, you know, somebody stronger than the other uh, team. Well, this one, the, they know our heroes are stronger than everybody else, but they handicapped them the entire tournament. And I think that was the coolest thing about this tournament is that, like, the committee was completely against them the entire time. So them, they had to prove how strong they were. Like, they had to show true grit the entire tournament because, like, they were constantly at a handicap. Like, uh, there was a couple times where they had distracted their teammates from even entering uh, the round that they were going to be in, or Team Yurameshi had to fight back-to-back -back rounds. So it, it would be pretty crazy in that sense. Do you guys agree? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they was getting set up that whole damn time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so one of the first matches in the tournament is Team Yurameshi versus Team uh, Rokoyukai. And how did you guys feel about that? That was the start of the tournament. That was setting everything up. So were you guys excited for this match? Did Or based off like the looks of the teams, were you guys not excited when you saw the other team, how they looked? How did you guys feel? Honestly, when, uh, like, Yusuke was, like, spoilers, like, he was asleep the whole time. So, like, everybody was just like, oh, yeah, when he gonna hop in, when he gonna hop in. Nothing would wake him up. Gunshots, you know, explosions, whatever. Like, he was just staying asleep. And the one thing to wake him up was uh, somebody drinking, like, alcohol. And he just jumps in. He's like, let's get it. And I'm just <laughs> like, that's that's hood as hell. That's how you start off an anime right there. I was how'd like, that's far from me. How'd you guys feel about Rinku, the guy that did yo-yos? He, like, channeled his energy through yo-yos. He was the first matchup against Kuovar. Like, first thing I learned watching this stuff, you can't be, like, judging people on appearance because they be having the most weird-looking dudes be right. broken as hell. Like, the most unassuming to people and the most deadliest, you know, know man. Uh, honestly, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I liked it because it was a pretty good matchup. My favorite part about it, though, is Hiei. He unleashes the dragon, the darkness flame. I don't know if you guys remember that scene, but I'm going to paint the imagery, all right? Hiei stands opponent is right across from him. his opponent is basically like a god everybody's like yo you can't beat him he's a goat he takes off the, the the cloth around his arm there's a there's a black dragon on his arm first of all if you don't step out of the ring from seeing that that's your mistake all right that that's your first failure my man powers up all right all the shadows of hell cover him up dragon comes out my man has one of those one of the, one of those crime scene outlines <laughs> on the wall of the tournament because the dragon darkness flame just evaporated him, and then that was the match. He just destroyed him with one hit. It was insane. Like you can't tell me that's not one of the hardest scenes in anime. Like it, it was pretty crazy, right? Like, that shit was nuts. It was nasty, man. It, but then after that battle, he was like, "Yeah, I'm the shit." And after that, it was like, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he really couldn't use his arm, right? No, it was, a, was it was paralyzed. That, that man was incapacitated for like a bunch of rounds after. I'm like, bro, that was yeah. a one and done. It was, yeah, yeah. So that, that that was, I think that was the highlight of that entire matchup. Uh, I mean, Yusuke does fight against Chu, the 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 drunken guy, and they have like this like knife like death match or whatnot. Like that, they have to fight each other and have a knife behind their Achilles heels and whatnot. So. It was, uh, it, it was all right. I didn't think it was the, the best battle, but it was kind of cool to already see that Yusuke had an equal opponent mm -hmm. right off the bat. So it just showed the seriousness of this tournament. Like, no joke. You know, like, you got people that are on your level off rip. It, it's it's going to be something serious. Um, and then you kind of flash over to Team Toguro, 
who beats the Spirit Warriors with one team member in less than like two minutes. The entire team, one guy, faced him, and he beats the entire team. Like it was crazy. They did them dirty, and so Team Yurameshi they got to fight back to back rounds. Like they're already set up for failure. Like they just finished a round and now they got to compete again, and so they they end up fighting again against uh, Team Ichigaki, and. It was an all right match. It was it was like these three guys that were like uh, controlled by Doctor Ichigaki. Do you guys remember that match? It, it was like yeah, it was it was like Kurobaro, Yusuke, and get and the mass the mass fighter the mass fighter the mass right. fighter. Yeah, yeah, because we you didn't know who she, who the person was. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I it's like that. a Jackie Truon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> who knows. But no, that shit, that shit was dumb. It's like you got to see Yusuke and Kurobaro like really work together. Like yeah, use some tact, like some tactical like strategies going around. It was, like, it was cool. Yeah, it was also BS because he and Kurama weren't there. And honestly, at that point in time, those were the people I wanted to see fight. Like I wanted to see them fight more than anybody else because I just knew that they were so much huskier than everybody else. But you know, it, it is what it is because you don't want to have that. You know, through you know, just show the two strongest fighters fighting every single match. You know, uh-huh. so it made sense. But at the end of the day, Team Yurameshi wins, you know, another match, woohoo, they do great. Uh, and then they face against uh, Team Macho, and it, it, it's crazy because um, they had a couple people sit out in the medical tent. They had uh, the mass fighter and Hiei have to sit out. It's a little trap that, you know, the committee, uh, you know, ended up creating. But so you see Karama kind of go in on this. He wins two matches. Like, it, it was it was pretty cool. Do you guys like seeing uh, Krama in the ring, like, during the Dark Tournament? Yeah, man pulled up and he said, nigga, I'm a, I'm a demon. You you haven't seen the true form of Karama yet. And he's like, bruh, that, that entire form made me go, yo, this man's, this man's a real G, right? Here. Right, right. Yeah, it, and it was crazy, too, because the only reason why Karama had lost his third round was because he was unconscious in the ring. And so the other guy comes in the ring. He's like, yeah, he... By by the rules, we have to start the match now. So Karama Ray lost before the match even started because he just like physically couldn't move. So that's the only reason why he lost, or else he probably would have gotten a third win if this man wasn't unconscious. But uh, you know, so Yusuke comes in, kicks some butt, and then Kuwabara ends up saving the day. Woohoo! Team moves on. Uh, and then Team uh, Gokai Six ends up fighting against Team uh, Uratagi, and so. Rotagi, they they end up winning right off that. Like they they beat them in less than two minutes. Another disposable team, and then Team Yurameshi has to fight them. And yeah, this is where you see Yoko Karama. This is probably one of the hardest transformations in anime history. What would you guys agree? That this is where he becomes, you know, uh, an A class demon. I I forgot what he was at that point in time. Maybe like C class, uh, demon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He he jumps mm-hmm. up a couple yeah, ranks. We didn't so. get introduced to like S class to like them. Um third art so yeah round eight class that's what i was assuming yeah so he's yeah, probably he like was... an eight class team but yeah he yeah. ends up just he he ends up scaring the shit out of his competitor <laughs> he doesn't even want to fight him oh my goodness it was it, it was just crazy but uh yeah so again team Yurameshi ends up winning and then we fast forward the the match everybody was actually waiting for is team Toguro versus team Yurameshi. and th- this was this was a crazy uh fight um, because they were like toe and toe the entire time. In the last matchup, uh, Sakio, the the owner of the Toguro team, and then uh, Koenma, uh, leader of the Yurameshi team, they both like doubled down or nothing on the last match. 
against uh, Toguro. And ha first of all, how do you guys feel about the Toguro match versus Yusuke? Because that was just the, the peak match. That was essentially the Goku versus Frieza match for this arc. How did you guys feel about that? See, everything was building to this moment, and I love that. It, you, it was building anticipation. I was like, bro, we finally got here. Because up, up to this point, we haven't even seen Toguro like, really go out and like go all in on the fight. Not and even then close. The man going from, yeah, 20%, you know, 50%, 75%. I was like, bro, keep going. Just keep going. I want to see more. It's like a damn battery. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy. I remember... Uh... I, I couldn't un I, I couldn't unsee it when uh, Giant pointed out. He's like, yo, why does Togoro kind of look like Obelisk the Tormentor right now? <laughs> and, like, full power, he, like, turns, like, yeah. He becomes super ugly, has, like, these shoulder blades and whatnot. I was yo. like, yo, he really does look like Yu-Gi-Oh card. That's kind of disgusting. I have never heard such treachery. Yeah. I couldn't hey, bro, believe it. Obelisk was an Egyptian god, and my man was slanging god dick in that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all I know is that that was some blasphemy. That was just crazy, but... Yeah, Team Yurameshi, they end up kicking butt. They, they, they beat him, and bam, they, they leave home with a W. Bam, goodbye, Toguro. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. They, they did it. They did it. And then the show goes downhill with the most booty sagas I've ever seen in anime history. Okay. I'm not going to lie. You can't be saying that. Yes, I Now can. the viewers going to be like, wow, they gassing up all this shit. Then this man Do yourself a service. ass halfway through. Do yourself a service, all right? I want you to go... Watch season two, all right? Maybe season one. Don't watch season three. And watch four or five episodes in season four, all right? That, you, you'll capture the entire essence of the show that way, all right? I did you a service. You're welcome, all right? And so uh, season three is the Chapter Black saga, which, again, I, here's the thing. It actually wasn't that bad of a saga, but it wasn't too interesting for me, especially coming off the tournament. I always like those tournament kind of sagas because, like, enjoy seeing different combatants and different power levels and all that but the the main antagonist he's he's not a demon or any of that you know and as a spirit detective i'm like all right i want i want to see him do more spirit detective stuff but he ends up fighting another spirit detective how did you guys feel about that yeah, i love that shit honestly when they they say yo there was a former spirit detective and he has gone completely rogue you got to find this dude before he starts laying waste to like the entire earth and now that arc was the first time we got introduced to the S-Class demons. It, it, and just for reference, Togoro, the big bad, that man was classified as an A-Class demon. And then when they said S-Class demons exist, I was like, bro, what the fuck? These dudes are dead. <laughs> right. There's no way they fighting these motherfuckers right here. But shit, that in, uh, shit, since we, since we, that man, yeah, his entire like personality or personalities you find out later, like that man was entertaining. I like, He's all, he's almost to grow, but he ain't like the threatening level. Of no, yeah, he he's very cool and composed. But like you said, I'm pretty sure he has the split per, uh, personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But he ended up going rogue, I believe, after seeing uh, the chapter black tape, if I'm not mistaken, right? Ew. Which was like the it had all the evils of humanity, like all the low points with like you know genocides and stuff like that. Yeah, that and he had ended up uh, seeing that tape. Yeah, that's what that's what drove him towards his goal, but. 
when he first it was the first time he saw the uh the human well because at first he was fighting for like you know saving the humanity saving the human race but when he went to a mansion and found out like damn humans are fucked up too like what the right fuck? he's like yeah you know what about humans it was then. called the the feeding of human vices yeah it's like, like that little party thing they were doing yeah. oh yeah that was with the corrupt businessman right yeah with the corrupt yeah. that shit was fucked up if i saw this shit as a kid i would been i would been dying i swear to god right right yeah no it was that's why the arc was like kind of cool because you did have this like really developed villain you know you like you got to see their background their story and especially being a spirit detective you kind of wanted to learn more about them so i thought sensui himself was like the highlight of the whole you know saga because he was an interesting character you you want to know more about him his motives background like how is he as a spirit detective how he came about to be a spirit detective stuff like that so i thought that was the only redeeming quality of you know season three for me uh, how about you guys like did, did you feel anything else really stood out for you in that saga bro you gotta bring up the point where my man went super saiyan bro that was the best part he was getting his ass kicked the entire time he was fighting this man next thing you know he goes demon mode and just busts this man's right ass. He just starts bodying him it was just straight up physical it's just like man i'm all i'm gonna beat your ass you think you thought i was dead man Right, comes back and turns it around. Just crazy. See, I have a love-hate relationship with this season because it's like it. You focus so much on like humans versus demons, and like you put in like demons in the bad category, but then you're kind of like low key switching it like around because you're right. showing like humans doing like all the evil shit. And then, but low key demons, demon dudes are the only one clapping cheeks at this point. Like, <laughs> like you can't be human and clapping cheeks at this point. Like. Yeah, it's, that's the like the dichotomy before between like the first, the second, like the second arc. You just got full tournament, and of course, us growing up as, as Dragon Ball nerds, we we fuck with tournament arcs. Of course, we do. Yes, we this, do. This arc, it focused, it wanted to drive into the into the facts like, oh, is humanity really evil? Should humanity be even worth saving with all the atrocities? It's like it wanted a basic. It, it, its themes were all based around those, and I like it for that. It, the intellectual me is like, okay, this is pretty cool, but you know, I want to go see fucking Tagoro go 100% and beat your Meshi's ass, you know? So. I mean, they have booty stuff, like, they play a game of Taboo in there. <laughs> Who wants to see Taboo in the middle of, like... Stop shitting on Taboo. Not... Taboo made millions, bro. The, the, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. So you tell me, if I made an anime about Sudoku puzzles, you'd be watching it? People watch food about anime where the people just cooking, bro. It, it's possible. It's possible. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> <possible. laughs> You're talking about waiting in that house, right? What? Yeah, bro. Oh, no, chill, because my, <laughs> my man Karama, he he yeah. carried a team on his back. If it wasn't for him, they would all be screwed. Yeah, I like, mean, uh, congratulations for being Jeopardy nerd. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's the, uh, that's yeah. not why I paid to see. That's not why oh, I paid to see. Yeah, I fucked with it because it was like, at that time, especially the dude, because the, the, the villain of that entire game, mini game was a fucking kid. <laughs> And the yeah, dude, they're playing Mario Party in the middle of Spirit Detective. Like, what is this? Mario Party slap. I don't know why you judging. I'm dude. just saying, I didn't I didn't pay to see this. I came from the dark corner. <laughs> Did you pay to watch this? <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it. It felt like it. It came out of price, bro. My sanity. Watching the, watching some taboo. That's some nonsense, bro. Imagine in the middle of the Frieza saga, like you, you sat through Yu-Gi-Oh, didn't you? Oh. Woo. Season four. Of <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so uh, season three, the chapter black saga, it, it, it had its highs and lows for me. It wasn't one of my favorite. Uh, that's just me being honest. But 
it was really cool because towards the ending you uh or towards the end of it you get to see the uh portal open to the the makai which is like the demon realm and then again what, what johnny said with the s-class demons like who knows what what's ahead you know now you entered a whole new power level and category so that's where you know it kind of leads into season four which i have to say the premise behind season four i really enjoyed uh like i enjoyed the concept behind season four with there being uh, a, an eternal struggle I think it was a 500-year battle between three different kings in the Makai realm. And uh, I, I forgot who who all was, like Ryzen, Yomi, and Makuro. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting seeing uh, a, a the battle, or the struggle between the three kings and getting to learn a little bit more about the demon realm. Did you guys enjoy the Makai, like, you know, entering the demon realm? Yeah, bro. Like, when, I, I, at this point, from here, the only way you where you could go is the demon realm so initially i was like yeah here we go demon realm this is this is where all the real shit happens and yeah it is where real shit happens you it, it goes into all the fa the factions and what they stand who they stand for that and they're like yo this is what you have to do because it with um all three main factions they pretty much take the three strongest members of the of your meshi's team kurabara my man he got left out because i think he lost his powers right yeah he lost i think he ended up losing all of his spirit energy but he lost in Taboo. That's just what happened. Yeah, yeah. He just lost in Taboo. Yeah, just <laughs> lost in Taboo. And that's, that's why Taboo's it. important, because you lose your power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, a, it was a cool premise, and it, it looked like it was setting up for Dark Tournament 2, and we're like, yeah, here we go. This is what, this is what it's all about. But then it kind of fall, falls short on that. It, it does. And I think the biggest issue with this saga is that it was really rushed is that I thought it needed the same amount of time and uh, attention as the Dark Tournament did have, but it didn't receive any of that. Like, it, it really sucked, too, because they actually did take the time to develop Mokuro and Yomi. Uh, they really developed their stories, and they're, like, you know, developed them as characters. So that way you actually had a general attention to them and saying, oh, I, I see where they're from and all that. Uh, how did you guys feel about Ryzen? Ryzen's a blind dude, right? Who? Wait. I'm getting names mixed up, bro. I'm thinking of the of the blind black faction leader. No, he was uh, what's his face? Yusuke's father, yeah, yeah demon like demon great, father. Oh great. yeah, the fa his father, yeah. his ancestor. Oh yeah, his the ancestor. Yeah, yeah. Ryzen Ryzen was just a was a Super Saiyan three forgotten. It's <laughs> 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 like Raditz. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I I I, 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 it was cool. Yusuke being father being demon, backstory was was cool. Like, like I said, it was season four, most of the backstory is pretty cool. Yeah, and so it it was it was neat because Yusuke. So the thing that really sucked is that you didn't get to see Ryzen's strength really at all or anything about him. It was yeah, just it was like, fun. hey Yusuke, yeah, we're we're fam. I'm about to die, so this is all yours, buddy. Go go go, have fun. And so with that, Yusuke ends up coming up to, you know, the other rulers and said, you know what, let's sell this once and for all. We're going to host another tournament. And the winner of this tournament, that they rule the demon realm. Like, this is it. No more factions, none of this. Just one, one solidarity. And it, it was cool because, like you said, it built it up to be another tournament saga, and which was the best part of Yu Yu Hakusho. So it's like, here it comes. And one of the neat parts about the... Uh, tournament is that it brings out some old people from the dark world tournament as well as some new people that end up being ryzen's old friends that were apparently 
super S class demons way back in the day. Busted as hell. <laughs> they were broken. They were broken. Bro, oh, you could goodness. only go up though. In season three, the power level was already dummy. Well, it's crazy. They said <laughs> like, like these people came out of the woodworks and they were saying, "Yeah, we were on vacation for the past like three hundred years, but like let, let's let's try kicking out the rust. Power levels skyrocket, skyrocket." They were on vacation, bro. They were sipping pina coladas, and they and they end up uh, fighting to become the demon world ruler. Like that's crazy. It just that strong. Like when Beerus first pulled up, it's like, where have you been this whole time? Like, right? <laughs> where, 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 why are you pulling up now? <laughs> we had a whole Majin Buu. He was eating whole ice cream, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, the tournament. Honestly, I wish I could comment more about it, but it just like it was really expedited. It didn't it didn't really not many matches really got fleshed out. At least none of the new competitors really got you didn't really get to see them fight and do anything crazy. So, I thought the tournament as a whole was pretty stale. It it didn't it didn't have what I was expecting out of it, especially at that point in time in the series where the power level was exponentially different. Was there ever a reason for the way it ended cuz like the way like it was going i thought it was pretty steady and like consistent but then like at the end it was like the biggest like weird drip like <laughs> why like right. did something happen to like the producers of the show like is there ever an explanation was the manga different like i i think the dead ass the dude was just tired of doing this show of just doing the manga and the anime like because i mean and keep in mind it's the same dude who, make, who writes hunter hunter so yeah <laughs> Hey, get back on your shit, boy. I'm on your ass. I'm waiting for that Hunter Hunter, bull. I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, the tournament, it was just, it was really expedited. I, I really don't know if there was a specific reason behind it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like, the animation team was like, yeah, we're a little tired of this. Let's just, let's just wrap it up. But at the end of the day, it wasn't Yusuke, it wasn't Yomi, it wasn't Makuro. It was just some third party named Enki. He ends up winning the, the tournament. Off screen. Off screen. Off, yeah. Yo, yeah. That, I, I'm not going to lie. Foul. <laughs> it's like, it is cool that, like, you know, all, all of them went head to head. And, like, the crazy thing is they set them all up to be, like, real strong. And then some random ass dude wins. I was like, okay, like, that's a pretty cool, like, it's pretty cool because it's not like, uh, you know, like that normal shonen kind of thing. Where, like, mm -hmm. right. you know, the guy set up to win. Like, Expected you know, that's ending it. and all exactly. that. Like, yeah, know? he was the Mr. Satan of, uh, he was the Hercule. <laughs> I came in with a super dynamite punch, bodied everybody. He did like her. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he was a cool guy. He came in. He was like, "Hey, everybody, looks like I'm uh, I'm your new ruler now. Um, I'll do a three year term. Yeah, we'll we'll do, we'll do this every few years or so. Y'all can body each other, and uh, yeah, whoever rules, they'll make the law. My one law. Let's uh, let, let's love each other and be friends." And, like, that was basically it. He was just like, I'm your president. I love you guys. And let's have a good three years. Yeah. yeah see and then, ya. And then everyone's like, all right, well, yeah, guess I'm going home. Yeah. And nobody really argued. They said, Back well, <laughs> all right. Yeah. It looks like I guess we're all good here. And then, damn, yeah. Just fast forward to the future. And it's uh, honestly, I think the last episode was really boring. I, 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 didn't, I didn't think the last episode was, like, really that special. They just wrapped it up and was like, yeah, our heroes are here now at their lives. And... Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's the it gives you last episode feelings, just like oh they look they grown up, I yeah, grown up, I grown up with all these characters, but 
after that tournament, I was like, oh, man, I feel like a little hollow inside. <laughs> I felt like I got jipped, bro. I said, I, I I wanted to see all these fights. I wanted to see a tournament. They gave me three matches, and they said, uh, and let's spin a wheel. You win. <laughs> what? I didn't want that. I wanted to see actual blood and guts. I wanted to see a good match. Yeah, some of the fights were blinking. You miss it. I don't remember, I don't remember half them fights because they, yeah. like, they were like five seconds long. Yeah, it was just like they, they were all irrelevant, and I'm just like I'm pissed at them for that. Yeah, so the fourth fourth saga, I'm not gonna lie, is a bit of a letdown. Like the 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 content behind it or the concept behind it is really awesome. I think it's really cool, but as a whole, I thought it just flopped. I didn't think it was all that great. Uh, as a whole, how did you guys feel about this anime compared to others at the time, or compared to others that? you know now how does this stack up uh well like i said i have like an older perspective because i didn't grow up watching this i'm i hate old animation i'm gonna be honest like i think old animation is usually kind of really hard to watch but this is kind of like one of those shows where you can kind of still go back and be like that that's crisp like that that shit's clean right there like the story's fine in my opinion like if you don't mind a kind of booty ending <laughs> like but uh <laughs> You know, you can forgive because, like, just the build-up and all that. It's like rewatching DBZ again. Like, it's a classic to me. Yeah. Uh, the, the only difference is that I felt it just had a little bit more of a drama element to it at times. But, I mean, even then, it didn't, like, hinder the show. It didn't, like, hold it back. And they didn't, like, emphasize too much on the drama aspect. Like, Kuwabara's relationship with Yukina, who's actually Hiei's sister, but, like, on the low. And... Yeah, you know he won one of his matches in the tournament from from seeing Yukina. Do you guys remember that <laughs> when he was against Team Masho? This man yeah. was beaten to the ground. Yukina comes up. He's like, "I'm healed. Well, time to time to get back in the ring." He he has uh, he has that Space Jam juice, bro. Like, <laughs> what was it? Michael Secret Water or whatnot? He ends up he ends up drinking a sip of that. Comes back in the ring, claps up, man, and, and ends up winning the match. And uh, even with Yusuke and uh, what, what's her name, Yukino, I think. It's Yukio Afro. Yeah. Keiko? What? Oh, Keiko. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, no Yukino. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Keiko. Yeah, it was Keiko. Yeah, so it, it, it had, like, it was really good action adventure, but, like, you know, with a little bit of the drama element. But how did the anime style go for you, Johnny? Shit, I rank it up to above DBZ at this point. Like, oh. It, I, 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 I'm the one here. It's, it's like, hey, shut the fuck up. You, 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 with my opinion, as a grown ass man, DBZ ain't top tier no more. Ooh. <laughs> hey, I will confidently die on this hill. DBZ ain't top tier. It's a classic, this but it's nigga not said top Burger tier. King's fire. That's all. I'm hey, shut up. <laughs> hey, I don't know what you mean, but nah, you. This show it had the char- characters and you, it showed them grow, which I love. If you just have some realistic character growth, you already got top tier right there. But it had good, at least like all the arcs felt like it was progression and it was good progression. The final arc, yeah, tippy dip toe, but hey. We ain't perfect. Sometimes we ain't perfect. I say this is still one of the best animes out there, especially okay. that animation for the '90s. Shit, it only looked not. Yeah, it, it looked good as hell. Yeah, it looks pretty crispy. How about you, Shaha? Um, yeah, I kind of got to go with Johnny. Um, with, like, if you compare it to uh, DBZ, like DBZ has like you know it's like all about fighting. This show is just about like um, character development. Like it gets you like attached to the characters, especially like he and Karama. You know, two side characters that like basically carry the show. Yeah, in my opinion, and um, yeah, it's it was really good. I think it's uh, it set the bar for like a lot of different animes like to, to come. 
a lot of the, you know like Naruto for sure you know Yasha like everything like Hunter Hunter like those shows you know they got their inspiration from Yu Yu Hakusho so Absolutely. yeah it's definitely one of my favorites and uh before we wrap things up did you guys have a favorite character from the show and, and uh, after you say your favorite character uh tell the audience uh how much you would recommend this show like get, give it a one to ten star rating Hey, my boy Yurameshi, he is savage. He's the GOAT main character. He, I'll, there will never be a, na- a main character like Yurameshi ever again. And I'll get, hey, 9 out of 10, you better watch this show. This, put this on your watch list. It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I got to go with Karama because, like, you know, he he's, like, really caring. But at the same time, like, nobody messes with him because he's mad cutthroat. And he's the most, he's the smartest character in the show. And uh, rating-wise, I got to say 10 out of 10. Like, you got to watch this. If you like Hunter, which a lot of people who watch anime do, uh, this is uh, this uh, is what started Hunter. So give it a right. watch. How about you, Amir? I'm still waiting for, like, dragons to come out my arm, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we got to get inspiration from somewhere. And I'm just saying it, it sticks with you. Like, it's a classic, and you'll look back on it and enjoy it. So well, one out of 10 stars. I'll be nice today. Nine. I'll give it a nine, nine out of ten. Yeah, I, I would definitely say, well, A, Kuwabara, I love him. I just love that he has an honor code, and he tries his best to keep up with everybody else. You know, he's just human, but he, he does he does his best to keep up, so I admire him for that. And I would definitely, just because the ending was a little bit uh, stale, a little bit more weak, I would definitely give it a nine out of ten as well. Definitely recommend. But uh, before we wrap things up, uh, is there uh, anything else you want to plug, uh, Shaw Hat? A- any events coming up any streaming for you or any of that you want the audience to know unfortunately there are no tournaments because you know pandemic and all that good stuff but um yeah stay safe wear your masks um social distance um my socials though i'm pretty much straw hat sama on everything uh youtube twitch twitter instagram so look me up on there all right awesome yeah and uh before we wrap up this episode of uh remember when Amir's uh, gonna read one of our uh, reviews that we just got. Oh, you want me to read both of them or just this first one? What? Uh, go ahead. You you can read uh both reviews. I I told you how to address you. I got your ass. <laughs> All right, amazing <laughs> podcast from Gigi Gal. I love the idea behind this podcast and how nostalgic your episodes are. They always give me a good laugh and brighten my days up. Keep up the good work. I look forward to every episode. We appreciate you. And uh, we appreciate you giving us a listen. And uh, I'm glad it's nostalgic because... That's what we going for. That's what we going for. <laughs> remember when I read your comment? You <laughs> cool show. Awesome group of guys with some very fun and nostalgic content. Love it. App Allegiance. Yo, is that an organization or is that a person? I have no idea. App Allegiance, if you make apps, hit me up. But, <laughs> hey, get that bread. you're an awesome individual. <laughs> Stop on by. Stop on by. All right, awesome. Yeah, so if you like the show, be sure to leave us a five-star review on um, Apple Podcasts or feel free to give the show a message on one of our social medias. Uh, both our Facebook and Instagram pages are at Remember One Podcast. As always, have yourself a wonderful night. Stay safe, stay healthy, uh, throw, throw up them bows for the holiday season, all right? You know, fight on that Black Friday, eat some turkey, enjoy your life, all right? And have a